Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Blanche, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest. Blanche Smith is a seasoned real estate professional with a career spanning 18 years. Her experience Extensive experience includes 12 years in property management and specialization in lead testing for her clients. Blanche's passion for real estate has been evident throughout her life as she always loved looking at properties and helping people find their perfect home. As a mother of four, Blanche has a deep understanding of the importance of finding a safe and comfortable home for families. She is dedicated to serving first-time home buyers and committed to ensuring that they have a smooth and stress-free home buying experience. Blanche's career in property management began unexpectedly when the market crashed and she stumbled upon an opportunity to use her skills to help property owners navigate the challenges of the changing market. Since then, she has become a trusted advisor and advocate for her clients, helping them manage their properties and make informed decisions about their investments. Blake is known for her exceptional professionalism, attention to detail, and commitment to delivering outstanding customer service. Her love for helping people is evident in every aspect of her work, and she is dedicated to going above and beyond to ensure that her clients' needs are met. Blanche, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. I love that. Oh my goodness. I feel you really like special. that bio? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's yes, a nice bio. Girl. Welcome to the show. Tell, tell us, listen, ain't she? She the bomb, right? Tell us <laughs> your story and tell us how you got into uh, real estate and property management. Okay, so real estate, uh, real estate, I've been doing it for 18 years. I was licensed first in Delaware. Um, I had my license in Delaware for about a year. Um, and it wasn't that long because I realized that, I, I mean, I don't know anybody. I'm from Philadelphia. So I, I got licensed in Delaware. Um, I actually started at a small uh, boutique, like mom and pop. It was home buyer you. And then it turned to real estate you. Um, and I couldn't sell much over there because I knew nobody. <laughs> so I then came over to Pennsylvania, got my real estate license 18 years ago. But property management, um, that right there, that kind of snuck up on me. So I was living my best life, like being able to help uh, people buy houses. I love home buyers. Um, and I was just learning it, you know, myself too. But home buyers, what I loved about it is that I was able to take people and I pretty much take the fear out of the home buying process. First time home buyers are the most terrified buyers because they are sitting up there and they're about to make one of the biggest decisions of their life. So I decided that how can I make this process, which is really great, you know, like be less scary, you know, so using humor, you know, and fun. I just... I just I was drawn, you know, like to helping home buyers. But then we came to when the market crashed, and uh, I was at my office, and um, we wasn't getting calls. Nobody wasn't buying a house, you know, anymore. So it's like before you go into soul. detail, tell us, tell us when the market crashed and what does that mean? The market crashed. Yeah. 
oh goodness, as far as breaking down that when the market, <laughs> as far as, oh goodness, the boat, I'm not really good with breaking that part. What does that down. mean to you? What does that mean to you? The market crash, what does that mean? Meaning it, to be a real estate agent and to only work off of commission and for this to be a mother of four and it to be my, I make money from selling houses. And when, as far as interest rates, you know, going up, people not being able to buy houses anymore, okay. it kind of coming to a halt, you know, it was kind of scary. Cause it's like, well, what, what else am I going to do? You know, like, um, I, I didn't, I didn't do this part-time. It was, it was full-time. So to me, it felt like the end of my career, you know, like how my bills keep coming, <laughs> uh, real life keep coming, my kids, you know, keep coming. So I had to find some, am I going to find something else to do? Am I not going to be able to do this anymore? Like, um, do I go back to, I don't even know what I could go back to because I had gotten comfortable with being able to raise my kids having the freedom and the free time to be there, you know, for them and having four kids as a single mom, kids in middle school, kids in elementary school. It, it felt like my whole life was about to be turned upside down. Okay. So, how, how did you overcome that? Um, Cause you mentioned like the, the property management helped you get over that hump a little bit. Can you tell us about that? Okay. So. Uh, and, and before you do that, tell us what property management is. Or maybe it's after you're the expert, so you're gonna to have to tell me like how can we tie those two together? Okay, so property management. Uh, well, I'm when I first started, I didn't know anything about property management at all. So the, how I stumbled on property management was I was always in the office. I was one of those agents. I was the first one in the office, the last one, you know, to leave. Uh, so I always, you know, hung around the office. But we did not have any. There were nobody. There was no one calling to buy houses at this time. Okay. So um, we decided we're getting phone calls. A lot of people are calling and we're hanging up on them. And then the questions that they're asking is, do you guys have any rentals? Uh, do you have anything for rent? And we're like, no, we don't do rentals. And, we, and, and we're hanging up and we're realizing that, wait a minute, maybe we should start doing rentals. You know, my broker at the time, um, it was so funny. Because he didn't think that it was two agents in the office. Define Me. rental for us. What is that? Rentals. So homes. That's when homeowners um, uh, they are renting their properties properties out. So a lot of times it's investors. Um, so renting the property is you are temporarily staying in someone's, you know, and staying in a home. You're renting a property normally for a year, um, and you're paying rent to an actual owner. Um, so that and you're occupying that space for um, a set amount of time. So it's a roof over your head. And I tell my uh, tenants that renting a, a home is a step before home ownership. So it's almost like a trial, <laughs> you, a trial run. You get to live in a home experience. You are responsible. It's different, whether it's it can be an apartment or a house, but um, you're temporarily staying in someone else's uh, residence. Okay. And if I, I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm trying to get involved in real estate and this rental thing sounds enticing. How would I go about that? So as far as wanting to rent them? Yeah, I want to, I want to become a landlord. I want to have some landlord. rentals. How would I do that? Uh, 
Well, it's a number of ways that you can do that. But if someone was coming to me, um, I have, uh, it would just be kind of sitting down, you know, with you and going over because rental, I would like to explain, you know, being a landlord, being a landlord is, um, is, is Is it easy for everyone? (laughs) Is it easy? Uh, Well, for my landlords is easy because I manage their properties and they sit around and, um, because I'm a property manager. So I take on that responsibility, uh, my my owners don't even know who the tenants are. They never meet them. They don't they don't screen the tenants. They they don't they don't show the property to the tenants. They literally hand me a vacant property. I take that vacant property, um, and um, I find a qualified tenant. I do the lease signing every month. I collect the rent. I answer all the phone calls. I take care of the maintenance uh, for that property. My owners every month they get a check around the same time of the month for me. The only time they get a phone call from me is if there is a maintenance repair, because I like, even though we do handle the maintenance, I like for owners to know it's still your property. So you still want to know what's going on with your property. Uh, I'm calling you because, you know, the, um, the sink, the kitchen sink is leaking, you know, now I do give owners the option because some owners that come to me are investors, meaning they purchased, I mean, they purchased this property, Um, and they have been renting properties for, you know, a while and they already have contractors that they feel comfortable with. So they have plumbers, they have electricians, they have roofers and the services they need for me is pretty much I'll contact their plumber or their electrician. I'll, I coordinate everything, you know, for them. So we call, I'm calling the owner saying, Hey, um, um, Timothy, I'm calling you, let you know that you sink, uh, the tenant call, there's a leak, uh, in the sink. How would you like us to, to handle this? And he says, well, call my plumber. Or a lot of times owners feel very comfortable with me and they end up saying, Blanche, just handle it and take it out of the rent. Um, and and they go on about their business. So I take, my motto is let me lighten the load. So for, is it easy to be a landlord? Um, I think it's easier if you have a property management company because you're allowing someone who is a professional to, to, to take care of the property and you, if your goal was just to add additional income, you know, then you're just getting the income with minus the headache. Now, if you, you are managing your own properties, can you do it? Yes, you definitely can. You know, you, you definitely can do it. Um, so pretty much you'll be having direct contact, you know, with the tenant. You're, you're, you're renting out a property, meaning that you have a vacancy. So you, you're posting it. People are coming and looking at the property in hopes of renting it. You have to find a tenant that you find that is suitable. There are a lot of, you know, laws and things that the city of Philadelphia has in place um, that you would need to know. And I don't think <laughs> it's not, it's not something they're not mailing books out, letting you know, uh, this is, oh, you rent, you have a property for rent. This is what you have to do. A lot of times owners come to me because they have made a lot of uh, mistakes, costly um, uh, mistakes. They have tenants and properties. They can't even get out because they didn't know that they were supposed to have certain licenses, um, certain, certain things that they were supposed to do. Um, they, they weren't made aware of, you know, so w- with having a property manager, we pretty much, uh, make sure that all of our landlords are compliant. So you don't have to also worry about, um, you know, the things that you don't know, because the city of Philadelphia will not tell you, you'll find out when you got a bill, <laughs> Or okay. you go, <laughs> yes, something is stopping you from getting your money and you won't, you don't know until, 
it's too late. Yeah. So you, so you handle everything. And my, you know, my question was like sarcastic. Is it easy? I know it's not easy. And I know people should pay professionals. So I wanted you to answer that question in a way that people can understand like everything that you do and uh, that they probably, you know, like, listen, you can do it yourself or you can pay a professional like Blanche to to handle all these headaches and stuff for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you, like, what are some of the most common pitfalls that you see uh, for people that are trying to rent out these properties? And then they're like, you know what? I can't do this. Let me go to Blanche. Could you tell us uh, about that and maybe some some things that we can do to avoid them, even if it's just call Blanche. Mm-hmm. So a, a few things that I see most, the biggest one is getting, having your license, your renter's license. I know um, a lot of owners that have come to me um, didn't have a renter's license. They didn't know how to do it. They've been renting out their properties of friends and family members, which is such a no, no friends and Family members, running to friends and family members, okay? Not every single owner that I've had come to me has had a nightmare of a a time running to friends, you know, or family members. So, um, because they'll get in there and they figure, you know, we're family, so I'm gonna be a little late with the rent, you know, and and then they're a little short with the rent. And, you know, I'm good for it, you know, like, so they have a a very, you know, hard time. Then you're trying to be nice because you don't want to kick your family members you know, out. So it's, um, there's no line. They don't look at you as a professional. They look at you as family and, um, I need a place to stay and I'm on hard, you know, I'm having a hard time. So you can't, you're not going to kick me out. And those are the main ones, main ones, you know, they won't leave. Another thing, as far as licensing, if you get to a point where a tenant stops paying their rent, um, a lot of, um, owners only at that point, do they think about eviction? Well, somebody's not paying, but you're not realizing that there were certain steps that you should have taken um, prior to even putting the tenant in there. Uh, as far as having, you know, you're making sure you have a violent renter's license that needs to be renewed every year. Uh, there's also a rental suitability certificate. You don't have to pay for this, but this is one thing that a lot of owners, even they may come with a license, but they don't know anything about a rental suitability certificate, saying that the property is suitable, is habitable, um, and you can get this online and that the tenant, you know, you have to provide it to the tenant before they move in. Um, uh, another thing when it comes to uh, having, having, oh goodness, I'm trying to think about people, some, some other issues, that, uh, pitfalls, that owners have because those are the main as far as your paperwork not paying your taxes now this is the city now had they have done a, a wonderful job with making sure that they get their money by stopping you from getting yours um when it comes to paying your taxes so when you start managing you know properties or actually start having your properties and you create like an llc i mean you're now it's actually a small business to be a landlord you know it's a okay. it's a small business so as far as you have another set of taxes to pay, you know, um, you're getting a business license because in order to get your renter's license, you must have a business license. That's how the city has gets you into their system. So now what a lot of owners don't know is that they're working their regular nine to five job. And when they file taxes, they figure I'm just filing for my regular nine to five job, not realizing that you need to file taxes to the city, uh, net profits tax. I'm not a tech, I'm not an accountant, so I don't want to kind of go into the tech, but there is another set of taxes that you have to pay and you won't 
really see or some a lot of owners don't even realize that they have to file these taxes to the city of Philadelphia because you are a business until they go and renew their license. Um, and they can't because now the city is you can. Oh, I literally had an owner owe the city of Philadelphia three dollars. Three dollars. He owed three dollars in taxes. They would not. They flagged his account. They would not allow him to. Um, he could not renew his license. And if you can't renew your license uh, legally, you should not be collecting money because now you're illegally renting uh, your space. You can't evict a tenant. Uh, lead testing. Well, one of the reasons um, I started doing lead testing. Oh goodness, was it about seven years ago? Not sure, because it was a requirement at that time. It was only a requirement if you were renting to, to someone who had a child under the age of six and you needed to get your the property rented. So if I'm lightening the load for my owners, I decided, you know what? I didn't want my owners to have to contact um, someone to do lead testing. I didn't want them to have someone testing the property and just trying to get it to pass. and wasn't doing it properly. So I went and got certified. I am an EPA certified lead dust technician. Uh, I do the lead testing for all my, for my owners at a reduced price because being a landlord, it comes with expenses, you know, you know, too. licensing, you have to pay every year, lead testing. Um, if you have multi-units, uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, for multi-units that the city um, you have to pay for your trash. So it's a refuge collection fee. So you actually have to pay a separate fee for your trash to be picked up if you have multi-units. Um, if the city, then they do not, <laughs> they do not because they're slow with everything. Um, but I've had owners, you get, you would get a violation if you not, you have not paid. I think the fee, oh goodness, I'm trying to re remember, is a you pay twice a year. Um, it was when it first started, two fifty. Uh, for the first six months and then 250 for the second. I'm not sure what the exact fee that they've gone up. I don't know if they're at 300 now, but if you do not pay the fee and the city of Philadelphia picks up your trash, they can charge you $50 for each occurrence. Every time they pick up the trash for your multi-unit, you'll be fined. You could be fined $50 each time if you have not paid that fee. So basically you're paying for the city to come and pick up your trash. Wow. So uh, th see, that's a lot for me. I'm like, I'm hiring somebody. That's too much for me to be trying to figure out. Um, and <laughs> you actually, you actually, um, uh, I'm glad I talked to you because I have stuff coming up and I just, I understand the importance of hiring somebody else. I'm not going to try to do this by myself. No way. So, uh, that's very valuable that we're having this conversation. Uh, question, how much does it cost me to hire someone like you or maybe you specifically? So my fee is, um, I charge 10%, 10% of the monthly rent. So if your rent is $1,000, uh, we collect $100 a, a month. Um, I see. We also, yes, yeah, you know what? And <laughs> I like that you say this because I got, I remember when I first started doing it and people would say, what? You know, some people would say, what? Well, I know someone who charged 8% and I was, you know, I'm starting out and I didn't know what to charge, but after doing this, you know, for a while, and I told you that my owners don't even talk to the tenants. Yeah, like, that's the benefit. You were like, they don't even know who they are. Yeah, don't have a clue. They, My owners, like, it, every holiday, big holidays, like, say, um, 
maybe New Year's, 4th of July. Um, our office is closed. However, every, without fail, every holiday, no matter how much we try to prepare and make sure that all the work orders are taken care of, we get a phone call from at least one tenant during the holiday, the 4th of July, I'm getting a call about a work order and it's an emergency. You know, I mean, these are emergencies. So we get emergencies. My owners are eating barbecues. They, they, my owners are on vacation, you know, uh, they don't have to deal with it. We take the calls and property management is not a nine to five. I mean, it's a, it's like 24 seven, you know, like, because we have to deal with emergencies on the weekend. So when I have people now saying, oh, 10%, you know, that's a lot. I have, I, I had someone, what was it? 60, $600, $600 was the rent for this particular unit. 10%, I said, that's $60. Like who can you get to work for you for a whole month for $60? I mean, that's $2 a day. I mean, if anything, I think my it should be 40%. But when you think about it, like what who can you pay to manage your property or do anything for you for $60 a month, $100 a month, and you don't have to, you sit around and collect a, collect a check. So, um, but if, if owners have more than 10 units, um, my fee goes down to 8%. Uh, so more than 10 units is not more than 10, um, not actually 10 properties. So I, if you have uh, three triplexes, which is three units in a building, in a house, you know, um, the management fee does drop down to, to 8% because I, um, I am doing more work, you know, but I also being a real estate agent, also seeing how the city capitalizes off of what I consider a small business for, um, for a lot of landlords is like, you have so many fees soon. I feel like they're going to be kind of almost pushing you out of, <laughs> of the way they take all your money. How can you ever yeah, make they are. Yeah, any so money? So so definitely they don't, they want all our money. They want it all. So that's why I reduce my, my, my lead testing fees or little to nothing. Um, my management fees, if you have multiple units, because I have owners that have, um, they keep buying properties and they keep giving them to me to manage. I manage properties like they are my own because these tenants are like children to me because some of them are children, you know, um, <laughs> children. I, and I treat people the way that I want to be treated. So I, I have a different approach to management than um a lot of people that i know manage who, who manage properties um they sometimes laugh at me because um the personal that they say you got to leave the personal out of it and i and i can't i personally can't um put the personal to the side because my why of why i do property management and why i do it every day is not because of how much money it is is so lucrative. My why, um, I don't know if I can go into my why. If you, you know, can. You um, can. is um, I I have been I've been homeless three times in my life. Um, I lived in a shelter with my kids, um, and that one particular time is it was life changing for me. Um, so really. I'll try to make this quick. Uh, one day I had, I lived in Delaware at the time, and this is when I just got my real estate license. So I didn't know anything about rentals except for I was renting, you know, a place, my very first place at the time. And um, I had came home. I was married at the time. I had came home. I'm sorry. And 
I was cleaning up and I found a piece of paper behind the couch. And when I read the piece of paper, it said that I was supposed to be in court three days ago. Now the apartment was in my name. My husband paid the, the rent. I paid, you know, just, you know, the bills and, you know, got the groceries. So I said, wait a minute, why, what, what the heck is going on here? Like, why is the rent not being paid? You know, so I go down to the, uh, the office the next day and I'm saying, listen, I just got my income tax at that time. Um, I got this letter, how much money, you know, is owed because I found out that he hadn't paid the rent in like two months. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm, I got my income tax check. I'm just going to go down there. I'm just going to give them the money. Um, not realizing, uh, that I was supposed to be in court three days ago. I didn't show up to court. So I'm thinking there's money. You just go and pay. You owe somebody. You just go and pay what you owe. Um, they told me I needed a certified check. I gave them a check. So I'm thinking everything is fine. Now I'm on top of the rent. I'm making sure that the rent is paid every month. Uh, two months went by and I got a letter stating that they wasn't going to renew the lease. I'm confused. I don't know why they're not going to, I owed you money. We paid it. Everything is fine. Um, so at that point, uh, my husband, <laughs> the, the lease was ending and we needed to look for a place. So I had excellent rental history prior to this. I'm going around, I'm applying for apartment after apartment after apartment, and I'm getting denied left and right. I had no idea why I was getting, you know, denied. Um, I spent hundreds of dollars on application fees and I, I wasn't, I didn't know until this property manager, she called me into her office and she said, um, sit down. I gotta, you know, tell you something. She said, don't apply for another place. And I'm, I'm confused because I need a place to stay. I'm like, why wouldn't I apply for another place? I need a, she said, because you're going to keep getting denied. No one's going to approve you. And I said, why? And she said, well, because you have a judgment in your name. A judgment, you know, and I'm saying, a why would I have a, a judgment? And she brought up the apartment complex. I said, no, I, but I paid it. I didn't know that because I did not go to court, they put a default judgment in my name. And even though I did pay it, it still came up that I had an eviction at some point. And at this time, property management companies were automatically denying you. Like as soon as they see eviction, they don't want they don't want to have, they just look at you as somebody who does not pay their rent. They didn't want to hear my story. They didn't know that, you know, it was in my husband's name, um, you know, and our lease ended. Um, I did not have a place. He went and stayed with his grandmother. We was not allowed to come there. Um, so I was working at AstraZeneca there. So I, I had a car. Um, I had a, um, a job that was my full-time job. I was starting to do real estate part-time. And um, I needed a place to stay. I had a son and I had a baby, a newborn baby, and I had to go live in a shelter. I lived in a shelter for two months with my kids. Every day I went to work, uh, picked up my daughter and my son from daycare, and I would go to the shelter and I had to learn life skills with a bunch of women who did not. They were learning life skills. They didn't even have a job. They looked at me and many times they would say, what are you doing here? You know, like. Like I did not belong there. And I say, I'm here to, for the same reason you are. I have no place to stay. So that was one time, one of the times that I was homeless. And because of that, I, I was not informed. I, I did not know. It wasn't my fault. I had a story and nobody wanted to hear my story uh, when I was going and I needed a place to stay, you know. And um, that is one of the reasons 
why I do property management because I don't automatically deny people just because they may not look good on paper because people do have stories. Some people come with the stories and they are lies, you know, right, I right. but what about the people who actually have real things, you know, that happen like real life happen and I still need a place to stay and I need somebody to give me a chance. And I'm, Lynch. I'm that I person. appreciate you for sharing that. Uh, I'm the same way. I share my story because other people can learn from that story. Uh, people get embarrassed about certain stuff, but you know, if there's people out there, that's struggling with stories or similar stories to you and they need to hear that story. That's why I share my story. I do my podcast, my content creation, all that stuff because people need to hear it. They don't know uh, how things are. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, if um, tell me as a, as a, um, as a property owner, a landlord investor, um, I, I want to work with you. Like how can I best be, how can I, best prepare myself to work with you and make things like easy so it's easy for both of us like that thing that you said earlier like they don't even know their tenants that's amazing to me so <laughs> can you tell me how to best work with you if i was like interested in not knowing my tenants right <laughs> so um i I get a lot of referrals. Um, I don't have to market and advertise, you know, a lot, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, but so when a, someone comes to me, the first thing that I do, I don't take everyone that, that calls me for management uh, services. The first thing I do is, you know, kind of get my spill. I let people know, you know, what a property manager is. I try to get a, a feel of what you need, you know, because everyone comes with different needs. I try to cater to the needs of all of my owners, you know, some people have had ex experiences with other property management companies. I want to know, well, what was your, what was the experience that wasn't so good that left a bad taste in your mouth? You know, um, some people like they love communication. Um, um, they just need to be there. Some owners are hands on, you know, so I want to get to know who you are, why you came to me, what do you need? Um, and I can kind of cater my services around that. But the first thing I need to do is because I don't manage properties for slumlords. I do not manage property for slumlords. Now, I have owners that have come to me. They've never managed. They don't know what to do. And I don't have a problem with guiding you and taking, you know, your your hand and, and helping you get your license, you know, together. But the first thing I must do is I must come out and I do a visit, a site visit of the property uh, because some people they've gone gone in and they fix their place up and they don't know you know what l and i requires so i do a walkthrough i'm doing a walkthrough one to see how you maintain your property um i'm doing a walkthrough you know to determine what the rent is going to be um i'm doing a walkthrough to meet you um and a lot of times i come out um very seldomly uh, is the place in immaculate condition um, I may do a walkthrough and I may see that you have broken windows. I may see that there's no um, carbon monoxide detectors. I may see, you know, that um, the windows, you know, um, as far as broken, like I see things that would not be safe, you know, for tenants, or I can look at things and say, oh, this is going to be a problem when the tenant moves in here. Um, so I create a list and I take pictures. I create a list. And I hand that list over to the prospective um, landlord. Um, and I say, these are a list of the things that you need to do. These are the things, um, this is a list of things I, they are suggestions. You don't have to do them, but it's only gonna help you. Um, I can't manage the property until you completed the must do list. 
um, because I'm preparing the property to make sure because once you hand it to me, you don't get a phone call from these tenants. You, you're pretty much, you're sitting, you're waiting for a tenant to be put into the place. And every month after that, you're collecting a check. So I need to make sure I, I, I can walk in and see my problems before they happen. And I need you to fix them. You know, um, I've rarely had uh, owners, you know, not do the things that they're doing, but pretty much you're investing in your investment before um, before I take over, you know, the property. Um, I come back out once all the repairs are completed and I do a walkthrough and um, the I get keys, sign a management contract. And once they hand over the property, you know, to me, um, I am off to the races. <laughs> so if you are interested, uh, if an owner is interested in having me manage their property, it would just be contacting our office. Um, I have an excellent, excellent uh, mini me, which is, I feel like she's my assistant property manager, Liz. Um, uh, I, was, I didn't even see that. I was like, what is that on the screen? <laughs> my assistant property manager, um, Elizabeth, um, she kind of takes the information. We'll get your information, set up an appointment and, you know, and do a, and do a walkthrough. Um, so if anyone is interested, that is the next step when it comes okay. to. So you mentioned lists. I look, I like love lists because um, they help people. And I want to ask you this. Is there. Do you have like is every list you do custom? And if it is, what are the most what are some of the most common things that you see? Like, OK, pretty much every landlord needs this or is it custom like every time? Um, actually, it is is custom it is a custom list because I'm walking um, I'm kind of walking through. So I don't have like a pre-printed list. So I'm kind of checking off, make sure that the windows, you know, um, the windows open and close, you know, uh, the doors. Um, it's, it's a lot of times when I'm walking through these properties is making sure is the quality of work uh, from the contractor that probably did your, um, your repair, but it's making sure definitely as far as these smoke alarms and the carbon monoxide detectors. I'm I'm looking to make sure you have a, a gas meter and a water meter. I mean I'm and you like a gas yeah because some owners are, are stealing gas or electric or a tenant, your previous tenant may have been stealing gas and you don't really know. Um another thing is um I'm walking I'm walking through the windows, doors, I'm walking through to make sure the property is 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 clean i'm making sure that if you have a deck you know it doesn't look like it's falling you know off it's not a safety um hazard i'm looking um uh, for holes i'm looking for to make sure you don't have roaches i'm looking you know i'm looking to pretty much walk through i walk through to see what will this tenant call me for what 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 am i going to get a call for from a tenant that moves into this property. Um, so I, a lot of times, so it's not like a huge list of things, but a lot of it is just to see what the property looks like. I have um, is a missing step and they have um, on the stairs um, out back, they may have a fire escape. One property I went to a fire escape. I walked up and down the fire escape. I wanted to make sure it was eight, but one of the, one of the steps was uh, rotted, you know, 
Um, so I'm like, well, you have to get this fixed, you know? So it's not a, it's not a set list. Every time I walk through, that's why I am, I do the walkthroughs. Nobody else does the walkthrough. I do every single walkthrough because I look at it like, um, it's a liability issue and I take that very seriously. I can't even give that to nobody else. <laughs> okay. Um, got you. How, how do you handle lease and agreements? Uh, uh, common thing that people get is like, I don't know, like a lease, a contract, the agreements. I don't know. Like, do you help with that? Do you do that? What's that process like? What the lease for the tenants? Yes, I guess. Right. Okay. So we, uh, we actually use the Pennsylvania association of realtors, their standard, uh, lease. I prefer to use that because in the event that I have to go to court, it's a familiar lease that the attorneys know the judge knows, um, one That's thing fair. that I am not uh, a fan of is owners um, making up their own leases and okay. into court because Philadelphia is pro-tenant. I mean, they're pro-tenant and not pro-landlord. So what you don't want to do is start creating your own hand, your own lease with, with things that benefit you. And it's not fair to the tenant because in the event that you have to go to court, the judge is going to look at that lease uh, and they're already going to frown, you know, at you because you have created a situation that does not advocate uh, for the tenant. You're the only one that benefits from it. So um, we use just our stand, the standard, you know, our standard par, um, par lease. I use the standard management contract. Um, I think, and not to be on a negative note, but I think, you know, uh, court, 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 what will happen if I have to go to court, sue, 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 if I, someone sues me. So I, I, I take my steps. <laughs> um, I'm very intentional and I want to make sure that I am not, there's no need to recreate the, the will, but how does that help my owners? They don't have to worry about leases. I, I do not take leases from owners. You cannot, you cannot come to me with your own personal lease. Now, what you can do is say, um, can you include this? Cause maybe you had a situation, um, and you want to add this, you know, to the lease. So I can add, you know, something to the lease, like on a separate addendum, but okay. uh, we, we don't take any uh, leases that are made up from owners because it's not okay. going to benefit if we had to go to court. I was going to ask you that because I have like a lease addendum and I was wondering, you know, how you handle that. Um, let's get to some personal questions so we can learn who you are personally. You shared a, a beautiful story. Um, so personal questions. What do people misunderstand about you most? <laughs> what do people misunderstand about me most? Um, goodness. I am a little, um, I'm straightforward. Um, I'm blunt. It doesn't mean that uh, I'm not rude. Okay. And a lot of times um, I use my humor, you know, to get my point across because I can come off a little, I'm, I'm passionate. Like I'm really passionate. I love, you know, we I know. love what I, huh? I said, we know after today. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do. So I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. So I found a way to use humor to get the same point across, you know? Um, but sometimes, you know, um, people, people look at me and maybe I'm not aggressive. I don't think I'm aggressive at all. I'm just, I, I lived a long time and and right now I value my life minutes. Okay. And I think if you look at life, um, like life minutes is something once a minute is going, you can't get it back. You can't borrow it. You can't give it back. To
to me. So now I'm really, I really watch how I use my life, my life minutes, and I can't use on foolishness or 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 nonsense. I don't, I, I don't like for people to think that I'm stealing. You know, um, and you, when you say, oh, well, stealing, because some some owners, you know, you run into them. Well, where's you know they want to know dollar for dollar. You know, I'm like I'm not stealing from you. I'm not a thief. <laughs> you know, so I'm not a thief at all. So I I just try to I try to be as direct as I can while still being able to smile because I have to love. I gotta find something about what I'm doing that I love. You know, to do. So I, I have to laugh with it because property management will have you. And I'm not saying that it's like. I do it with ease. It's, you know, it's so easy. It's not. You're dealing with multiple people. You're dealing with multiple personalities, people from different walks of life. So when I say I have to have multiple personalities, I have to have multiple personalities to do property, property management, you know? Um, so. You've been saying that for years too. I remember when we first met, you said that multiple yeah. personalities. Like, what is she? What? Yeah, okay. I was more. Say that. Um, how how can someone add short term value to your immediate value to you or your business? Does that make sense? How can someone add immediate short term value to you or your business? By giving me a, a, a referral. Referral. I know that's right. You know what you want. Sometimes some people come on. I don't know. I need to think about it, and um, <laughs> which is okay. But now that I know that you said I'm blunt, I'm direct, I'm to the point. I know why you got right to the answer. Because I like, I know somebody asked me, I'm like this. Then I'm like yeah. that. You know, I, I don't, you know, I get right to it. Uh, same question, but this time is long term value. How can someone add long term value to you or your business? So long term value. Uh, well, I every all of my clients add long long term value. So become um, a client. Yeah. That's definitely I'm uh, managing your property. I, I manage properties. My owners now, a lot of people, a lot of them are selling because it was like their first investment property. So now they want to move on to, you know, probably in a better neighborhood or so I'm selling, you know, properties and just prefer being a client that that's long term. You know, um, okay. They trust me, you know, they, I, my owners no longer even, question they don't question you know me, me at all they don't question the, the people that i send out they trust me and i love that because I, that means I, i'm doing a great job i really really treat their money like it's my own um i'm questioning contractors like wait a minute i know how much a shower diverter you know calls <laughs> like you know so I'm, I'm questioning it and they know that once they get the properties you know to me it's in good hands and i i'm i'm not making extra money i know some people may they pad. I hear that they, you know, they pad the numbers. A plumber charges one fifty. Uh, they may put an extra fifty dollars, you know, on there. Uh, I'm not padding numbers. I'm, I'm. I figure I'm doing the best job for you by getting you the best deal that you can. Yep. For you, you're there to make money. It's supposed to make money. It's not just supposed to make me money. Um, when my owners, when tenants don't pay their rent. So, for example, um, a tenant. Rent is a thousand dollars. They only pay six hundred dollars. Now, per my contract, I can take a hundred dollars out because it's a thousand dollars. I take sixty dollars out. I take sixty dollars when the tenant pays the other four hundred dollars. I'll take forty dollars because I figure we're a team, you know. So when owners come to me, I don't work. I let I let them know and I make it. I don't work for you. I work with you. 
Okay, I don't work for anybody. I ain't worked for anybody in 18 years, but I will work with you. And if we're a team, why would I get all my money when you didn't get all yours? You know, so it makes me continue to work and make sure I get that other $400, you know. So um, I, I'm sorry, I can go. Look, I'm just like, I'm just going going on and on like i'm getting i'm like <laughs> yeah i know uh, so i wanted to i'm, I'm gonna ask you this one question then i'm gonna ask you the next question after so tell us how we can learn more how, how we can find out more about you online uh online or well, actually you know what i'm about to be posting that <laughs> the introduction that you gave for me i'm about to post that you know online <laughs> okay so um <laughs> i am you're gonna see that everywhere can i use that of okay? course, of course. Okay. So my website for um, for property management is managedbyintegrity.com. Um, okay. So a lot of my business, that's www.managedbyintegrity.com. So that's the site for property management services. That's also the site where we send out for, um, where we put all of our rentals, you know, on there. So our vacancies. Uh, I do not, and I, um, I'm, Bless, and I'm happy that I do not have to market as much. Most of my business, I'm going to say 98% of my business is referrals. People have referred, and I love referrals because I, I'm not trying to sell myself to you. Um, someone has already done that for me. The person that referred you already sung my praises. I've obviously did a fantastic job for them, and they told you about it, and that's why people normally, you know, contact, you know, um, contact me, you know, so I don't have this crazy website <laughs> where I'm marketing, you know, my, myself, um, but managed by integrity is the site for our property management services. Blanche, I appreciate you. Um, the, the question I wanted to ask you, we, we got four minutes. The question I wanted to ask you, I'm going to ask you right here. Can you believe that was 45 minutes? Uh, no, because I was not looking at the clock. <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's one. It's 1.57 right now, so it's zoomed. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got three minutes, so I appreciate you. Let me ask you one more. If you could sum up what we talk about today in one word, what, what would that word be? One word. You can't give no explanation. Go ahead and say fun. 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 Yes, one word. What would you what would it be? You can say fun. You had fun today. Did I? Yes, you did. Look at your face. Oh my god. But what's the word? What's the word? You don't have to pick fun. One word. I gotta put you in the box. Yes. reassuring reassuring okay thank you blanche blanche i appreciate you so much this was fun i ha I had a lot of fun like seeing you open up and do this so i told you it would be fun you did you did i did so <laughs> sit around sit around um i want to i want to talk to you in the back room so stay here i'm going to run the uh outro and then come back okay all right all right thank you so much i appreciate you we got to do thank this you. again